Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 77 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, today is a fantastic day. I'll tell you why. Echo was revealed. Um, and she looks pretty dang amazing, if you ask me. Wow. Um, when was this? When was she like officially? When did we know of Echo? Was that BlizzCon 2018? Or twenty nine. Oh, it must have been when when uh, when Ash came out. Yeah, twenty eighteen. So, yeah. so it's been a while. I guess it's been like a year and a half ish since since Echo was real and Jeff told us, and it was like a little tease. And Jeff was like, "Oh, he's she's not gonna be she's not gonna be the hero after Ash, and she's she certainly wasn't. Uh, but we're here now. She's been revealed. She's on the PTR." Um, in the past couple of days, we got a nice origin story video, which is fantastic. I, I really have loved the origin stories of the heroes lately. Uh, Echo and Sigma's was fantastic too. Uh, I think both of them. Yeah. Um, so really good stuff there. But then today, um, Jeff Kaplan stream with Tim, the tat man, and we actually got to see what, uh, Echo was. She's a DPS um, and I feel like that's the first layer we have to peel back, which is not what I would say, Joe, because <laughs> like this, yeah. the first layer we have to peel back because I, w- I, I was enjoying the stream. I was on Twitter and then I went to Reddit later in the day. And that was like the top post was, was echo is a DPS. Um, and people are upset about that because there are already a lot of DPS years in the game. What are your thoughts, Joe? Yeah, it's certainly not um, like if I was in charge of things, which clearly I'm not. Uh, this is certainly not uh, what I would have gone for. I don't think, if only because of some of these these things we've seen in the game already. That uh, when uh, when the developers are like actively trying to make DPS play um, not necessarily less popular, but less common. Um, whether it was in granted two 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 was for the sake of um, uh, introducing any DPS play at all, but um, with this, so these changes to to queue times, trying to mess with with um, the, the way uh, with, with how much people normally favor DPS play, uh, changes queue times. You know, you sometimes it's it takes a loot box incentive um, <laughs> to queue for a different role. Um, but here we are with with a new DPS hero. I don't know, other than obviously at the very beginning, like when she comes out, everybody's going to want to play Echo. Um, but I'm not quite sure beyond that um, that it's going to be as big a deal as as some of the <laughs> Reddit people are saying right now. Uh, just in terms of like, if you're playing DPS, you're going to play DPS. And if you're not, you're not. Um, and I don't know necessarily how echo specifically would affect that very much um i mean like it's like i said it's it's certainly i would have wanted a a different kind of hero uh certainly just to give you know more variety to uh either the tank role or the support role uh with with what eight and seven heroes each right now but um i don't know I, i think um Having a very interesting hero like Echo is, I mean that's that's something you want to see, um, even if it's not necessarily, uh, you, you know, like the the role that we might have expected. Yeah, 
I I don't know. As a counterpoint to to I understand there are not that many tanks and supports, but as a counterpoint to the people out there who are, who want more, it just feels to me like even though we have a lot of DPS and a lot of a lot more variety in DPS, it feels like tanks and supports have an advantage in something else, and that is tanks and supports are way stronger than DPS, in my opinion, in general. I think there are a lot of tanks that could easily 1v1 DPS in this game. There are a lot of supports that could easily 1v1 DPS in this game, and DPS are supposed to be the ones killing things, and the fact that they can get 1v1 versus a D.Va and all this stuff is kind of crazy already. Um so while while we while I am I am a tank main, I have been playing support a little bit more lately. But while while I have much littler options, <laughs> when I switch to DPS, I feel way more helpless. Joe, I I played DPS most of the time today. Actually, I I've been playing for a couple hours here before this podcast, and um, man, am I dying so much? It might just be like. <laughs> It might just be I'm like positioning like a tank still or something, but I feel so helpless. Like I can't do anything, especially when I play McCree who only has a role or something like that. Like every tank hero has so much mobility. Every support hero has so much mobility. They can survive so easily. Um, so that's my little counterpoint, I guess, to that. Like DPS needs, I mean, it probably doesn't need to come in the form of new hero, but it does here because Echo's nuts she's if anything she is pretty busted right now in my opinion but i don't i don't know i I think that's very fun i don't think that's a problem in my opinion i'd like it a lot um and another i i mean why did i go to reddit joe why did i why (laughs) why did i ruin my happy day like i was having so much fun and i was like i'm gonna see what reddit thinks but they're probably having as much fun as me (laughs) and no they were not they were like this is busted they hated it and they were like some of the complaints they had were like god like imagine like someone pulling out two Genji ults or something like that. I'm like, that sounds awesome to me. I don't know why. (laughs) Why is that a complaint to these people? I'm over here like, that's pretty dope. I want to watch that. Um, I I mean, I would hate to play against it, I guess, but I don't know. In every other aspect, I would love to do it. I would love to see it in Overwatch League. Like, it sounds very fun to me. Yeah, Reddit's never satisfied. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I guess we should, for people, I mean, you could just go on the internet right now, but if you're in your car, I guess, listening to this podcast on the way to work and you missed it, I guess we should explain what Echo does exactly, if you would like to do, Absolutely. if you'd like the honors, Joe. Sure, yeah. So, uh, like you said, it was uh, Jeff Kaplan on uh, Tim the Tapman's stream this morning, um, and right at the time that that stream began, I believe, um, is when the PTR dropped. Uh, so we did actually get a PTR uh, patch today, um, which is, what, 1.47, I think we're up to now. Uh, whenever we get to 2.0, I don't know, I guess maybe that's just when Overwatch 2 comes out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Echo with a New Hero, I will actually, just since I have the patch notes, there's basically one or two other changes on this PTR at all, so I'll go ahead and go over that. But um, uh, there's a small change to the way Tracer blinks. Um, 
is described as improving the accuracy of, of her blink movement. Um, and there's a f- more details based on some developer comments in the patch notes, but basically it's just like a change to the way it's like calculated about where she goes to make it like more consistent. Evidently. I don't know how big, uh, I, I hardly, hardly play tracer. So I don't know how big a deal this is. Um, you know, if this is something that uh, Tracer players were particularly complaining about for a long time, or if they'll notice a significant difference. But uh, nevertheless, that is uh, the the only significant hero change other than, of course, adding Echo to this patch. Um, in the practice range, there's now a training partner. Uh, you can make a uh, just a static bot of any hero um, to just stand in one place in the training range and do nothing, which is, um, on the face of it, is super lame, because why would you ever want that in the practice range when you can either make a a practice range workshop mode or, you know, something. Um, But it makes more sense in the context of, again, hero number 32, uh, Echo, uh, who is Omnic-like. It's like part Omnic, part AI, part whatever. She's got a whole origin story video you can go watch. But mechanically, because that's what we're talking about right now, uh, she has uh, primary fire. Obviously, that's what they call uh, her tri-shot. Fires three projectiles. They're kind of fast. They're certainly much faster than like far rockets. Um, But they aren't hitscan. They are technically projectiles. Uh, Three shots at once in a triangle pattern. Um, uh, with the left click primary fire, uh, the right click is on like a six or eight second cooldown. Um, Echo fires a volley of sticky bombs that detonate after a delay um, of one second. I think is the number on that, um, which in practice doesn't seem like very uh, doesn't seem like very much time. I think it's meant more if you were gonna try to try to shoot them and land them on a hero to try to get a bunch to detonate at once, rather than because in like my very initial look at this, like watching Tim's stream, I was thinking, oh, you would like put a bunch of sticky bombs like on a wall or something, and then try to catch somebody like walking by, but they explode way too way too soon for that. Um, yeah, you definitely they, just want to try to stick people with it. Yeah, and this so is, it's like a pulse. It's like a pulse bomb, except it's on a, it's yeah. on cooldown. Yeah. <laughs> and this is so. This might be one of the most satisfying things in the game to do. It's very, the the sounds are just. It's all all in all very satisfying to throw these sticky bombs and have them have them blow up somebody. Absolutely, and they do like. Uh, somebody did the math. They do like 140, 160 damage total if you land them all. I think, mm-hmm. which is hard. Um, yeah, because <laughs> uh, it's. You have to like aim it as they go because they're all separate projectiles. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the right click, uh, left and right click there. Uh, her shift ability uh, is just straight up called flight. <laughs> no no Easy. fancy names. Uh, Echo can just straight up fly. Uh, you launch um, forward a little bit for some reason, and then you have uh, full movement control as though you're. Um, as though you're Sigma while he's ulting, as though I forget there's another hero that has like these kind of movement controls, but I cannot think of who it is. 
Oh, it, I guess the, maybe I'm just thinking of the spectator camera. It's, it's like it's, it's like, like if the spectator gonna... camera. It's a lot like this. <laughs> I guess it's most similar to like Mercy ish. Like at least when you're f- at least on the way down. Yeah, and the air control is like Sigma too. Um, mm-hmm. While you're ulting, you can go up, you can go down. Um, for a while, it's based on um, again this this Tim the Tapman stream. Before I was able to like actually open the PTR for myself, it looked to me like you couldn't even uh, like it just shot you straight up in the air, like and you didn't have you didn't have a choice. But I think that's just what he would always do for whatever reason. But yeah, um, I don't know. But no, you have... I think it's because. Um, he was practicing that because it's like harder to go up than I thought it was. Cause he was, he was exclusively doing that. And I was like, Oh, that's what it does automatically. But no, like when you press, um, whatever button it is, I forget which button it is, but when you, you have to hold down space, yeah, you have to hold down space to go up. So if you just press that button, um, it'll just shoot you forward. So, and then you'll just kind of hover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's, and it's not very long. It's only like three seconds of movement. So you can, you know, use it to take a position, but, um, not really hold it unless you like land on high ground or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's flight. Uh, that's the shift ability and her E is called focusing beam, uh, which is like, uh, Zarya primary fire or Symmetra primary fire. It's just like a beam in front of her except the gimmick is that you deal uh higher damage to targets below half health um including barriers apparently um so good for like cleaning up things um like if you, if you only land one sticky bomb uh then you can you can follow it up with your e potentially to try to uh secure that kill uh pretty straightforward there yeah uh and there it's like 10 meters range or something so it's not incredibly long but um that's been but yeah that's been one of the abilities that's been super fun to watch watching because Jeff streamed with Sinatra after Tim the Tatman and he seemed to be using that very well um yeah and use <laughs> well, you use your Zarya skills for that right yeah I guess so <laughs> um <laughs> but he yeah it was he would just rack up so many kills with that focusing beam um because he would just he, when people were lower health that's when he would use it and it was fun to watch yeah. There you go. Um, and then, of course, uh, Echo does have an ultimate. Uh, and the ultimate uh, for Echo... I guess. Yeah, exactly. Echo has all of the ultimates. Uh, her ultimate is called Duplicate. Uh, Echo is able to target an enemy hero and clone them, gaining all of their abilities and potentially changing a team fight in an instant, says the, the flavor text. Um, but in practice, this means that um, any hero on the opposing team, you can look at him, press Q, you turn into that character um, with something like, it's like 650% ultimate generation mm-hmm. uh, for 15 seconds. Uh, and I think maybe increased damage too. I'm not sure about that. No, I don't think so. Um, just all. You don't think so? No, I just Yeah, just deal. Okay. Yeah. Um. But so you can build old incredibly fast. So you press Q, um, you, you pick what hero you want to be. You press Q, um, and then you have to deal some damage to build your ultimate. But then you can use any ultimate on um, your the team you're facing, essentially. Um, and you, you can you can build it for free. And depending on the kind of ultimate it is, uh, within those 15 seconds, um, at least in the training range, it's possible to build even more than one. 
ultimate. Like you can get two or three pulse bombs out of a tracer, uh, a tracer morph, um, relatively easily. But again, that's just with bots sitting in front of you that you can farm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's super cool. <laughs> uh, we we were. Uh, doing some theory crafting during this during this stream, like as the announcement was being made, trying to figure out you know what's the ramifications of of this ultimate, right? Because for for a while I was thinking, well, can you can you duplicate a hero on your team? And no, you can't. It has to be somebody you're playing against. Um, but basically, you just have to be really concerned now about playing your own counter. Um, like into a team that has Echo, right? Because um, the example I came up with was Sombra, Sombra Dive. Uh, and I guess Sombra goes to an extent, but we can't play Goats anymore, really. Um, kind of can with uh, with uh, Echo, I guess. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> um, but but, but like, in the sense that basically the, the best counter to the Sombra Dive, like with the hack and the EMP, is to get your own Sombra and just have EMP up faster <laughs> and and disable it that way. Um, but if you if you ran Sombra Echo uh, against uh, a Sombra Dive composition, now all of a sudden you have essentially twice the EMPs. Um, Lots of EMPs. <laughs> or or you know, you're twice as likely to have one up for any given fight. Um, and it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, play and counterplay and picking and counterpicking that's going to go into this that I don't even have the 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 structure to try to to try to theorycraft like I'm sure Overwatch League coaches are already <laughs> doing. But uh, but yeah, I mean to in the sense that you know this is really heavily affected by um, not mechanical things, but like. Um, like the 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 roster, the, like the heroes on the field, yeah, um, more strategy. is really going to make a really big a really big deal for how you can play Echo, um, and so, so, so that's going to be cool to see how. Um, it, it, I feel like it's going to be either uh, either she just picked in every single match and like you you can't not have an Echo, or there's like one counter that people come up with, <laughs> and um, and then that's all you see, but. Yeah, I, um, um, yeah. Sinatra in his stream, Jeff asked him like, "What what comps do you see Echo being running?" And Sinatra replied, "I I see Echo being in about ninety five percent of uh, of comps, <laughs> um, so in in the state yeah. she's in right now. So just straight up telling Jeff, yeah, this is busted. Like <laughs> the whole time he was just telling Jeff, like this hero is super busted right now. <laughs> yeah, well, because I've um, particularly in the content, I uh, <laughs> one of one of the heroes I like playing is Farah, uh, and so, so occasionally I'm uh, lurking in like R slash Farah mains, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, th- there's lots of complaints going on in there because, and, and they're right because Echo's just basically a better Farah because mm-hmm. um, if you if you because uh, you're able to cycle uses of flight to s- stay in the air. Uh, basically, like, like Far is able to do, it's it's obviously a different sort of movement pattern. But you know, you glide down low enough, and then you can shoot up again. Um, uh, her projectiles are faster. I think they do slightly less damage, but you have a lot more of them. Um, so so that, that sort of balances out. Yeah. Uh, the, but the, but the movements there, 
I feel like uh, I haven't really gotten to look at her hitbox, but um, it seems kind of small-ish. Um, and to yeah, this this crazy game-changing ultimate ability. Um, it, it's a lot to, to to throw into a new hero, um, and I don't think. I guess I would be surprised. It's it's certainly possible, but I would be surprised if uh, we ended up in a sort of uh, <laughs> in a sort of release brig situation. Um, but it's certainly not impossible <laughs> that we end up that that we end up going that way, where it's just like uh, she just has to get nerf after nerf after nerf um, to get to be in a real in a like a reasonable position. And I hope that's not the case. Yeah, um, that's, that's sort of my. Uh, sort of worst case scenario type thing <laughs> yeah i hope it's not the case because like this is i don't know this feels different than Br- like brig is she's okay to play but this is like really fun to play and a really well designed hero in my opinion um so i don't want it to, i don't want it to be like a situation like almost like roadhog back in the day like i miss old roadhog so much and that's because he was very good um because you could one shot people and people didn't like that so um, I don't like nerfing in general. I like when things are clearly I like when things are more strong because Echo's really strong right now, and I think that's a big reason why she's so much fun to play. It's because you just can fly around and just destroy people. It's very fun to do. But she takes a lot of skill too. It's hard. It's it's not an easy hero to play. Um But as far as the fair things get thing goes, I think it's just like another it's another situation like Hitscan, like Soldier McCree. Um, th- there are just rarely situations where where it's like one is better than the other on this certain map or something. It's just whoever is better at the time as far as their statistics goes and um, like who recently got nerfed or who recently got buffed because they're such similar heroes that it's just whoever is the most powerful at the time that 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 it's like, okay, you're a hitscan player, you're playing McCree, or you're playing Soldier. It's like, it, it just might be another situation like that where if Farah does get a huge buff after this, uh, and she's and she and her damage output's just higher than Echo's, then maybe she does start getting played over Echo instead. Or if they tune her flying to be better or whatever whatever fair people are saying they want, because I've seen some comments on it. Um so we could see another situation where that interchanges, although Echo has a lot more tools to her <laughs> in her toolkit than Farah does, for sure. Just by virtue of the single tool that she has in her toolkit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's, I, I clearly see, I, I see issues. I see the issues that people are, are talking about, I think. This hero is, it has a lot of things other heroes don't have, clearly. Um, uh, but I, honestly, I just think it's fun. I just, I like, I think I would be fine with this hero coming in and being pretty, like, at least, like, nerf her once in the PTR and then throw her out there. I think that's good. Um, like, I would like a period of time where she is at least in the meta, please. Like, I think she's so much fun to watch. <laughs> And it brings a whole new aspect of strategy to to the game. Um, so I just want to I just want to see one. But like, if you guys are really sick and tired of her already, somehow, like we can we could get her out of the meta eventually. She'll she'll get hero banned some weeks. I just want I just want her to be good. Honestly, she's fun. She's fun. All right. Any is there anything else to say about this? 
Ah. Uh, I guess I was sort of joking with you this morning or yesterday or something. Um, we we're going to get a bunch of Amazon jokes. Uh, I was saying, you know, hopefully she has some kind of deployable like turret or something <laughs> we could call the, the Echo Dot. Um, but it, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, so we, we can't like, it's not like Baptiste's lamp. We can't. <laughs> we can't destroy the dot or something. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, this is going to be qu- quite a thing. And <laughs> uh, just whenever, you know, however many months from now it takes for them to <laughs> release her on the Overwatch League. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, but, Jeff uh, was heavily, yeah. If you didn't know, no, Jeff was heavily implicating this will be a very long PTR cycle. Um, mostly because of coronavirus and, the fact that all the employees are working from home right now. So that's, no, that's that was the main reason he's he stated. Um so it'll be it'll be a little bit long of a PTR run before before we get on live game and then then of course it takes like a week or two for it to actually get to Overwatch League two. So uh it'll be a bit, but probably probably the whole second half of the season with Echo is what I'm thinking. So that'll be cool. Which will still be quite something <laughs> yeah that's for sure yeah i'm excited to say i'm excited he mentioned jeff mentioned like sure four would be good at, he's like excited to see some different players i'm excited like watching sinatra play it was was fun like it's just fun to watch um people play as her okay um well that was the ptr we do have uh an archives patch to talk about the 1.46 update joe if you'd like to talk about that it's true. This hit live um, sometime in the past week. I don't know exactly what day it was. Um, probably Tuesday, or it was a week from a week ago today. So we did our we recorded our last show on Wednesday the eleventh, and Thursday the twelfth. Uh, the archives patch rolled out, so we're technically a week into it now. Um, yeah, archives is a thing. Uh, you can play. <laughs> You can play all three of the past story missions, uh, Uprising, um, Retribution, and Storm Rising, uh, as well as with uh, challenge missions. That's like the new uh, the new thing they introduced for this go-round of the event, uh, which is basically you can play, again, those three game modes with uh, additional restrictions. So the first week you could play uh, Uprising specifically, um, I think the mode is called Molten Core, where every single enemy you kill uh, uh, drops lava, like like from Molten Core. Um, and I forget the name of the mode. It was like Small but Deadly or something, where uh, I think like every hero had half health um, but dealt double damage, uh, and you had to try to beat it that way on an expert mode. Uh, and there, there's going to be similar modes, if not the same modes, for retribution and storm rising once those come through um in weeks two and three of the event which i think week two is either starting now or has started today um they have the same like weekly weekly win nine games and we give you a skin uh they brought that back so i think like i said this first week is basically over so it's for uh the the holly sumatra skin um based on the uh that indian holiday uh, that I don't know what it celebrates, so I'm not going to guess. But uh, the, the the thing with with a bunch of paint, it's so Symmetra's uh, Holly skin is like covered in a bunch of like rainbow paint. 
Um, so that's kind of cool. I, we got that because it's also super easy to get wins because you can just spam the <laughs> spam the events um, and do it that way because you're basically never going to lose. Very true. Um, that's a that's a nice little tip. It's true. Yeah, uh, you do that with uh, Junkenstein. You do that with Archives missions. You do that with I don't know what else, but but yes, that's a quick way to <laughs> quick way to get your nine wins for the week. Uh, second week. I believe is a May skin called Bear. I want to say, which is uh, it's just an epic skin. So it's similar kind of to the regular May skin, but it's got like a couple bear things on it. And week three is uh, Rust Clad Torbjorn, uh, which is kind of cool looking. Um, but that's the thing. Uh, there's also a brig brig cat emote, like the Arisa puppy emote. And it costs, I think, four. I think it costs four thousand credits to, if you're just gonna buy it outright, <laughs> uh, which is a lot. <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're lucky, you'll get it from a box. I don't even think I have that many credits, so I couldn't buy it if I wanted to. I think I have four thousand straight up. So uh, there you go. You gotta decide if it's worth it. I, 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 I never play bricks, so <laughs> no, it's not worth it. Um. But, well, I was going to say, um, but that wasn't even the highlight of this patch. I guess it probably is <laughs> the, the Archives event. But there are several other big things that came through uh, with this patch last Thursday. Uh, we now have shareable replays on the live server. Super exciting if you're a, a Overwatch League team. I'm sure super exciting if um, uh, you're any kind of team, really, and you want to uh, try to share videos, uh, share games with an analyst or, excuse me, or a coach. Uh, or a VOD reviewer, or if you're a content creator trying to do VOD reviews. All of these things are good uh, when you have shareable replays. Um, other things, uh, this uh, the initial Assemble Heroes timer for games using all four of the main game modes has been further reduced from 35 to 30 seconds. Um, that's the thing we saw on the PTR, and turn up it's come through. Um, also, the, the changes to time bank rules... Uh, also came through. I believe we touched this on a, a past show. I don't know. It's maybe it's been two or three weeks. Yeah, I think we talked about it. But but in uh, assault, payload, or hybrid game modes, so not control, uh, when both teams finish the map and have more than two minutes of time bank, uh, then each team's time bank is equally reduced until one team has two minutes remaining, and then presumably the other one uh, has two minutes or less. Um, it's kind of complicated. They have an example here in the patch notes you can look at, uh, but basically it means we'll have shorter shorter assault maps in particular, but also payload and hybrid rounds. Um, you have smaller time banks means they will be resolved more quickly in theory. So that's something. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a competitive 6v6 lockout elimination season going on right now. Uh, you can join that if you want. And then there were a few actual balance patches in addition to general bug fixes. Um, some of which we've seen on the experimental card, uh, most recently when it went up and then came down. Um, others which were on the PTR also. So we'll go through those really quick. 
Uh, Baptiste Exoboot's charge time reduced from 1 second to 0 0.7 seconds to get to full charge. Uh, his regenerative burst cooldown has been lowered from 15 to 13 seconds. Uh, so both buffs there for Baptiste. Uh, Diva's boosters, uh, the cooldown has been increased from 3 to 4 seconds. I think it was 5 uh, pre-buff, so this is still technically better than it was then. Uh, but it's a little bit less, um, <laughs> a little bit less oppressive potentially uh, for the Diva boosters. Maze Ice Wall got a cooldown increase from 10 to 13 seconds. You can use it less often. Uh, and Player Collision now allows large heroes, or any hero, in other words, to fit through one pillar gaps. Uh, so if you can break down one pillar of the May Ice Wall, every single hero in the cast can get through it. Uh, so that's kind of nice. Uh, Arista's Primary Fire Fusion Driver damage per pellet increase from 10 to 11. There's a buff there to Arissa Sigma's Gravitic Flux had its cost reduced by 10%, and his flight speed while ulting increased by 30%. Uh, again, buffs there as well. Uh, Soldier got a buff on his Helix Rockets. Cooldown has been reduced from 8 to 6 seconds, and Sombra's primary fire had its spread decreased by 10%, so we're doing more damage, building more ultimate charge there as Sombra. Um, so, yeah, those are your... <laughs> this is just some hero tweaks there, really. Nothing, nothing super crazy. Um, and obviously that's the last balance patch that'll go through um, before Echo goes live, which is uh, significant enough here. Um, and we're uh, not quite ready for that because we do have some news here this week. But uh, this patch 1.46, again, went live last weekend, which means that this weekend is fair game for the Overwatch League. Uh, so we'll see uh, this patch with the D.Va nerf, with the main nerf, uh, with slight bad piece buff, Arista Sigma Soldier buffs, um, that'll be that'll be live this weekend when we see the return of the Pacific Division. But again, we'll get to that in just a bit. Oh yeah. Um, before we get into some news, I guess do you have anything else about this live patch? Uh, not really. Uh, I'm too too focused on Echo to think about any of this. But uh, yeah, I've been playing on the live patch. I played May for a little bit actually in my DPS playing. And uh, I do think the ice wall cooldown is significant, actually. Um, yeah, I may feels a little bit worse to me for some reason. Or maybe I'm just bad. But yeah, overall, uh, pretty good patch. Lots of, lots of changes, so it's nice. I also like the archives event. Um, it came earlier this year, too, right? Maybe. I, think. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I think it came <laughs> earlier this year, but I'm not sure. That's what I've heard. Um, but yeah. And I do like the current hero pool too. Uh, because, mostly because I don't play Sigma, Doomfist, or Briggs, so I don't care. I play Hog, but Hog's trash. So Yeah, we d I did mention that. Um, that the, um, the competitive season hero bands reset. So yeah, Sigma, Hog, Doomfist, and Brig are all out. Uh, two tanks, one DPS, one support. Yeah. Seems like they're testing testing the waters on all three of those. Um, and, uh, and and while you're right about this uh, archives in, by the way, I looked it up. 2017 uprising ran from 11th of April to the 2nd of May. 2018 retribution ran from the 10th of April to the 30th of April. 2019 storm rising ran from the 16th of April uh, to May 6th. And now uh, <laughs> 2020 with all three. Um, started on March 12th. Yeah, whole month early. Uh, I don't know why, yeah. but hey, <laughs> here we are. Um, 
Yeah, fun fun stuff happening in the Overwatch game. But we we haven't. It's been thirty five minutes. We haven't even talked about the uh, Overwatch League at all. So I guess we'll start. There <laughs> it's crazy because the, it also had a pretty big week. Um, we'll we'll start with some quick pieces of news here. First of all, Houston Houston's uh, GM Flame is now looking for a different team. He's no longer with the Houston Outlaws. Um, his tweet just says, as of this morning, I'm a free agent. Let's talk. Yes, this means what you think think it means. No, I don't have a logical explanation. No, I'm not hiding anything. Life goes on. Thanks for everything. Um, which I don't know what it... <sighs> And I don't know what I think it means because I have no, I have no clue whether that means he left or he got fired. But I guess that implies he, he got fired, maybe. Um, so I, I'm not sure. That's what I would assume. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that means uh, Flame is is. Bad. I think someone else from Houston got fired too, but I can't remember who it was. Um, but it was like another, it wasn't like a coach or anything. It was another person that's similar to a GM role, but I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, flame he's, he, he has been flamed for, for a while now by Houston <laughs> Lost fans. Yes. And now he is flamed out. Yes, he is. He is out of there. <laughs> um, so we'll see. They haven't like, I don't think they've hired announced a new hire for it or anything. Have they? Uh, not that I know of, but I haven't been looking either. So yeah, maybe they're just letting Harsha take over that role for now. But that GM's like such a big role. Um, I'm just saying that because there are a lot of NFL coaches who are also GMs. So I I don't know. We'll we'll see. All I know is I still follow Flame on Twitter, and he is he said he is very happy to be job free, and it's it's very nice to just do whatever he wants all day. So happy for him there. Uh, I know I know the feeling. It's it's very nice. Um, but yeah. Bye bye, uh, Flame. We'll see if I, I'm more looking towards who the next who the person replaces him is than than this move. Because um, I think that's the first step for Houston. But you gotta you gotta do some more here. Um, Smacks had heart surgery. Um, he tweeted about it, and. I can't remember what Smex was on the the British Overwatch World Cup team, right? Yeah, and he is on Paris Eternal. Eternal. Yeah, he's he's on Paris Eternal. Um, and he so what he got a valve replacement uh, on his heart. Um, so he he uh, he got that fixed. Um. So that's where he's been. He was just giving everyone an update. Hopefully, hopefully he's doing well. Um, I would hate to have any other medical issues currently when everyone's super focused on coronavirus. Um, yeah. So I I hope he's hope he's doing well, and I hope he doesn't get coronavirus while, while he's recovering from it as well. So. Absolutely, yeah. Because presumably that's uh, over in the UK somewhere. Yeah. I, I think it is. I haven't I haven't heard anything about Corona in the UK actually, but I think I've I think there's at least some some cases of it. Uh, I meant that presumably Smex was oh, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's virus in the UK too. Yeah, Sp- Smex and the virus both in the UK. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, then speaking of coronavirus and Overwatch League, uh, we we got our um, we got our little watch point uh, special watch point on YouTube announcing what they were going to be doing um, to to fix the fact that almost like half the league has been canceled so far because because of coronavirus. Um, and they're doing it by stuffing an insane amount of matches in the next, um, I guess, like five weeks. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I guess six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. I just, you know, especially when we had, you know, what, four matches a week? Well, we got four matches this coming <laughs> yeah. week. But, It'll be normal. You know, six, eight maybe. And now it'll be like 12. Yeah. Yeah. Now you click on click on week eight in Overwatch League's website, and you'll you'll have to scroll for days to see all the all the games that are being played. I think there's 22 matches in week nine, if I'm reading this right. 22, and they're playing. So that's yeah, because they're playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday instead of just Saturday. Yeah, 22 Sunday. matches. That's crazy. It's still pretty nuts. Um, especially, I guess the most. I'm trying to like think of how many. You had like eight matches in week one, um, and sometimes you'll get six matches per homestand, so you'll get to 12, which 22 is 10 more than 12. So <laughs> that's a lot of matches that, that, that they're making up here. Um, and also a big thing to point out um, is they're playing in three different groups, China, uh, Pacific, the Pacific uh, West division and the Atlantic conference um, except soul dynasties in LA. So they are technically kind of joining the Pacific West division and, and they will only play within those teams. So the four Chinese teams are just playing each other like over and over again, basically uh, for six weeks here, which has changed everyone's uh, mostly everyone's schedule significantly. The Atlantic conference all stayed the same. Basically, they were able to re- remake every match since the entire Atlanta Conference can just play each other, uh, and it's fine. And they weren't playing any Pacific teams anyway the first half of the season. So the Atlanta Conference schedule stayed the same, but the Pacific schedule is whack now. Like <laughs> Dallas Fuel. <laughs> That's Dallas, the only way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, Dallas Fuel, who is the weakest team in the West Division by far, but is but people would argue they're not one of the weakest teams in the league will now look like one of the weakest teams in the league because they have to face just soul dynasty, Vancouver Titans, San Francisco shock over and over and over again. Um, because yeah, all, because they can't play any of the Chinese teams and none of the Chinese teams can play those Western teams because they're too far away from each other. So uh, they're just basically they're missing out on a bunch of those matches and in replacement, Hangzhou Sparks going to play Shanghai Dragons like four times instead of two um, to explain it basically, which which sucks, but it's the only it's, it's what they have to do. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, we're um, at some point you got to get to the point where you're saying, you know, at this, we're, we're here for the entertainment more than we are for for the competition at this point. And it's. Um, you know, unfortunate to to be at that point, and we're going to see some some good matches and some close matches. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll take I'll take matches uh, even like this over over uh, you know what we didn't have last week. Yeah, 
it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting because you remember in, I don't know, if you remember season one, everyone did play each other four times. Imagine if that was like, like imagine if the Shanghai Dragons played one t- other team four times in the span of like six weeks. Like we're going to see the Shanghai Dragons face the Joe Spark four times in the next six weeks. And that's going to be crazy. Uh, Absolutely. But I don't know. Luckily with like hero pools, maybe echoes thrown in there at one point, it'll, it'll be fresh once we get to that point and we'll see. I think, I think with the hero pools, it'll actually be more interesting to see two teams face each other again and see how different it is. Um, it's true. I think that'll be cool, but yeah, there's going to be, and they also announced they'll be broadcasting every game. Um, and it's just going to be, absolutely nuts for like the desk and casters and all this stuff so yeah well for us yeah us. <laughs> we'll, we'll have 22 matches to watch in a week yeah and us um while in quarantine i guess it won't be that hard joe but <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i'm still in school i don't know about you <laughs> yeah, well yeah i have to work from home but this is my work i guess <laughs> so sure. uh, i think they'll be fine with me just watching overwatch league all day on the weekend um yeah but yeah this is it's it's what's happening we've got tons of online matches as of now they're scheduled to go back to home stands uh week 14 which is may 9th uh so which the home stands would be in paris and seoul so we'll see if by then this all blows over and we can do that it's starting to blow over over in asia korea is is starting to get more people recovered then um then more cases per day i think china just started to i saw on the news recently china is also starting to do that too so um we it's it's basically on us now joe it's on america and uh europe as well to to do what china and korea have been doing uh so that we can get these home stands through when it comes to may uh we'll see uh but oh yeah as as far as all-star event goes too they have Move that to after the season and no mid-season tournament anymore. Canceled completely. So, um, was there any other news? Hero, Hero Pool bans now waited by playtime, which is what everyone was asking for. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's like a tiered system now for like groups by 25%, I think. Is that right? It's like 75 to 100% playtime. You get four tickets. Mm-hmm. 50 to 75 is three. 25 to 50 is two and less than 20 or I guess 10 to 25 percent yeah um you only get one ticket for the draw so yeah that's that's a good decision I think yeah I agree at least people stop complaining about it well I mean no one no one ever liked the idea that it was a random draw anyways so this is this is definitely nicer um but yeah since we since we have matches this weekend joe and they aren't the matches we predicted last week on the podcast at all um we've got to predict some new matches it's true um and it's very convenient because there are only four matches this week so we will, we will be predicting every match uh yeah a nice we finally get to see the pacific teams again i'm so excited this is they'll be the first time we see soul right i don't think we've seen soul yet so uh, not at all. Yeah, yeah. that's exciting. That's right. um, we get to see them play twice this weekend. Uh, while we saw the Shock, Valiant, and Gladiators before, it'll be nice to see them again. Um, 
This will be this will be uh, on the patch Joe mentioned earlier, one point four six. And the band heroes are still in play from when they were drawn before Winston Lucio Soldier Sombra. Um, and there is a new map pool as well, which I'm not going to list them all out. You can go to OverwatchLeague.com to find that one out. Um, but yeah, Joe. So nothing nothing happens. That's our last podcast. So you're still winning. Um, which means you have to pick first. Um, and the first match is the San Francisco Shock versus the Seoul Dynasty. The first game for the Seoul Dynasty, and they have to face the reigning champs. Um, with with their new roster, can they do it, Joe? They got they got all these old London Spitfire players. Can they do it? Yeah, Seoul Dynasty is a team that I'm really looking forward to seeing. I think um, it's, it's like Seoul... And then Chengdu with leave and who else did Chengdu sign that super was super impressive? I forget. Yeah, I can't. Remember. But the, the new Chung, new Chengdu is going to be super cool to watch when we can see them. Um, but yeah, the, Seoul is right up there as, as a team that I really want to see. Um, and hopefully, it's going to be a good match. Um, I, I think uh, until uh, until we see Seoul and how they how they land out with things. I'm going to, I'm going to make the safe pick and uh, call this one for call this one for the shock. Yeah. I'll go safe pick as well, Joe. I'm going to go shock. Uh, I d- am looking forward to, to seeing soul dominate some games, but I don't think they're good enough to beat the shock. So we'll go shock. Uh, next is the battle for LA. We're, we're getting a battle for, for LA right here. Uh, of course, LA's both LA teams changed a good amount over the off season. So these are some, some new put you got space sort of being traded uh, from the Valiant to the gladiators in that battle for LA. So he'll be participating once again, but on a different side, uh, this one should be an interesting one. Um, Valiant looked a little more impressive than people power ranked in the beginning of the year. When we first saw him, um, do they continue to do that and pull off an interesting upset here, Joe? Yeah, LA Valley looks really nice in their two matches that they had uh, getting 3-0'd by Vancouver and I think beating Dallas 3-1. <laughs> uh, which, which I, I mean, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. They're they're one and one currently in the standings, uh, but you're right. They did they did look nice um, coming in, uh, adding KSP uh, in particular was was a standout there in um, in week one, which was the last time we saw them. Um. Uh, does that uh, lead them to to take out uh, the Los Angeles Gladiators here? I'm gonna say no. Um, I know Gladiators didn't have a super great start. Uh, I don't have in front of me who they played the first week. Um, uh, Titans, was, but, Titans was one of the games and they lost. Um, but I I think that might have been the only game. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they lost close to the Titans. They lost three two um, in week one, and that was it. So yeah, I mean. Uh, I'm going to lean towards the Gladiators here. Um, but again, yeah, first battle for LA uh, certainly won't be the last. Uh, it looks like they'll play again in week 12 and 21 and 27. <laughs> so <laughs> total of four matches. Uh, this is the, the first, and I think it's going to go to the Gladiators. Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm going Gladiators as well. Uh, you guys know that I, I am a Gladiators fan. I like the Gladiators. Um and I would never ever pick them to lose to the Valiant. No, I, I do think they're, <laughs> I think I think they're better. So I'm glad he is. 
Um, but I do have to start picking against Joe here if I want to catch up. Um, speaking of gladiators, they play the next game uh, on Sunday, which is against the Soul Dynasty, who we will see against the Shock. Um, this should be another good one. I think this will be um, probably the closest of the weekend, if you ask me, if, or if you ask a lot of people. I think they would say this is this is a close one because this is like the second and third best teams, depending on they're like in the middle. So they're playing each other here, Joe. Um, is this where Soul Dynasty will pick up their first win, assuming they lose to the Shock? Uh, I'm definitely saying yes here, uh, partly just because I want to see it, uh, but partly, um, yeah, because I think Soul, uh, again, on paper, sight unseen, um, I've got what it takes to, to start making this step. Um, and, it, it, you know, uh, it, I think I agree. This probably will be the um, closest match this weekend out of what will hopefully be some really exciting matches, even though there are only four of them. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick Soul here um, and hope that the the new face, you know, new faces, profit and gesture and everybody um, come in and show them what's what. Uh, I'll go the gladiators then, Joe, just to be just to be against you. Uh, but I do legitimately think the gladiators could win this game. I think they could give me this win, get pull me closer in the stands standings with Joe here. Um, I think both these teams are great, uh, but I am I'm, I'm liking uh, after Depay's, uh AMA. I'm liking this team. I think it's shaping up. Um, I think these many weeks of practice are going to help them out a lot because in week one, they did look not too coherent yet. I think they will coming out this weekend for sure. They've had tons of practice together. They built that team synergy. Uh, I like the gladiators to win this one. Last game of the week is Los Angeles Valent versus San Francisco shock. Um, I think we're both me, me and Joe are both impressed by Valiant from what we thought this roster on paper was going to be. But Joe, knowing you and knowing me, I don't know if we think they're good enough to beat the best team in the league here, especially after we both had the gladiators beating them. Yeah. It's, uh, I have to agree with you on that one. Um, again, I don't think, uh, at least from the very, very tiny bit we've seen, um, Los Angeles Valiant has definitely has the potential to not be as bad as we were fearing um, preseason, but but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a very much an uphill battle for them um, this last match of the weekend. Yep, uh, easy shock pick for me. I'm going to take that one to the bank. Uh, it's going to take another week for me to catch up to you, Joe. But um, I'm, I'm going to play it smart in this this situation. I go shock. Okay. Um, just a reminder to people as well. We are doing our Atlantic only power rankings next week too. So that'll be fun. Yeah. After we, uh, t- technically we were going to do it before the, uh, Pacific division started up again, but then they, they threw these matches at us and we didn't quite have time to get those set up, but, uh, but yeah, we'll have next week before, uh, the next round of Atlantic matches. Now that we're obviously not halfway through the season, but through a, big chunk of atlantic matches <laughs> yeah um well joe what a fun episode did not expect to have this much to talk about at the beginning of the day um absolutely we were going to record yesterday but uh figure we ought to wait till echo came yeah, out and that's sure enough that's very it. smart choice very smart choice um anything else to say before we sign off here uh i 
uh, wash your hands, stay inside. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> watch four Overwatch League matches this week and get ready for how many are next week? Well, because it's, it's week seven coming up. Week eight will be next. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen matches in week uh, eight and twenty-two in week nine. So get ready. <laughs> oh my god, there are so many matches. I can't wait to wake up at six a.m. and watch the Chengdu Hunters play the Hangzhou Spark. Gonna be so exciting. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode of On the Flank. Uh, if you want to follow us on our personal uh, social media accounts, our Twitters. Mine is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. We have a show Twitter at On the Flank Show. An email, on the flank show at gmail.com. You, if you are listening to this in one way, if you want to listen to it a different way, you go to on hyphen the hyphen flank dot pinecast dot co. My personal YouTube channel, that's John George. You're most likely going to find that via my Twitter. We are on iTunes. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. And we are on Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. And please go try out Echo on the PTR. It's so much fun. You won't regret it.